the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell senior now lend me your ear and let's go inside of know your Bible and hear God's life-changing word welcome to know your Bible In your Bible to the Gospel according to Mark, the 16th chapter, and the 15th through the 20th verses. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20, you'll find these consecrated words. And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them who believe. In my name shall they cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And the church said, Amen. Amen. We need to understand today, I want to talk to you about preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature in the sight of God deserves salvation. So preach the gospel to every creature. And I must admit the church of the Lord Jesus Christ have fallen down on the job. And that has given a lot of life to a lot of cults because may I ask you a question? When is the last time you told somebody about Jesus. I think we burn a lot of energy trying to resave Christians over and over again. It's the world that needs Jesus. So the gospel is to be preached to every creature because God is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Every unbeliever is condemned already. That is why every unbeliever needs the gospel preached unto them. When the church was first scattered in Acts chapter 8, 
The Bible says they went everywhere preaching the word. A lot of times we don't see ourselves as preachers. Some of you think that it's the pulpit's job to declare the gospel. Others of you think otherwise. Maybe some televangelist or somebody on the street corner passing out Bible tracts. No, that is your job as a believer to go out and to tell somebody that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus saves, that Jesus is the man. So God is not willing that any should perish and he has anointed every one of his children to go forth and to preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Isn't that good news? Yeah. Now the facts of the gospel, let's get this party moving. 1 Corinthians the 15th chapter verses 1 through 8 are the facts of the gospel. The gospel has facts. The basic uh, understanding of the word gospel is good news. It is good news to a poor man that you don't have to live and die poor. It's good news to a man who's lost that you can be saved. It's good news to someone who is sick that you can be healed. It's good news to someone who's uncertain about tomorrow and about their future that you can have everlasting life through our Lord and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through, I said verse 9, Okay, verses 1 through 8. If you there, say, I have it. All right, get it in front of you. Let's read it. Read. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present time. But some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as a one born out of due time. Born out of due time, when the time for calling apostles had ended, then God laid his hands on Saul of Tarsus and called him and placed him as an apostle. Now, the facts of the gospel are these. How that Christ died for our sins, not our hang-ups, our sins, and that he was buried, and that God raised him from the dead the third day, according to the scriptures. Now, this good news needs to go to the uttermost part of the earth. And I just think that we need to pay close attention to who we call our friends and who we spend time with, 
and those that we work with to tell them the good news about the gospel of our Lord and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Those facts, I would encourage you to never grow weary in saying the same thing. Don't ever grow weary in proclaiming the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go into all the world. Go into the nightclub if you can go in and come out sober. Huh? Go into the horse pillars. Go into the nursing home. Go into the highways. And go into the hedges. And tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And because the church has fallen down on this great commission. For the most part it has allowed a lot of cults to spring up. A lot of people that used to be stable and steadfast in traditional churches. Have bent their ears to cults. And now they are following only they know or they think that they know. Nobody can save anybody but Jesus. Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I have a burden on my heart this morning as I always do. And some of you, I don't want you to become weary and well-doing and I don't want you to think that every time you come to this church, we have another issue. I want you to know that every time you come, we have another issue. Because unless you begin to lay your hands on the vicissitudes of life and the struggles that people are having, you will never understand the power in what you are really carrying. You got enough gospel and word in you to save the whole world. Amen. So quit being silent. Now I want to go back. All the way back. To Genesis. The ninth chapter. Genesis chapter. Nine. I don't understand why some people. In clear light of God's word. Just won't say what the man said. Why do we have to have. A new thing. A new doctrine. We don't. And we shouldn't. Because there is no other gospel. Than this gospel. In the book of Genesis. The ninth chapter. Verses 18 and 19. You'll find these consecrated words. And the sons of Noah. That went forth of the ark. Were Shem. And Ham. And Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah. And of them was the whole earth overspread. Now stop right there and put a pen in it. People want to omit this fact. Overlook this fact. That Noah had three sons. Shem. Ham. And Japheth. And out of these three sons, doesn't the Bible say the whole earth was overspread? Well, that's exactly what it means. 
That's exactly what it means. Even Jesus Christ came out of Shem. Abraham out of Shem. The Apostle Paul out of Shem. Black folk came out of Ham. And I know people keep arguing that. I don't have a problem with the Bible. But the Bible got a problem with a whole lot of people. When you say what God says, you said enough. Now, if the whole earth was overspread out of these three boys, then every family on the planet came out of one of these. Now, you don't have to tell me about mixed marriages. You don't have to tell me about intercourse between black folk, white folk, Mexicans. I got all that. But what you have to understand is that Genesis is the book of beginnings. And that's where it all got started. And so we see the purity of the races here in these three boys. Now since God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance to know his son Jesus, to have their sins forgiven, but everyone that's not saved today, everyone that has not called on Jesus as I speak, is already condemned. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. But have you considered that 17th verse? For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. So we're living in a world that's filled with dead people. Dead to the Lord. Dead in trespasses and dead in sins. So looking all the way back at these three boys, I submit to you that God has a trilogy going on. And it's nested in the book of Acts where we see the bloodline of Ham, of Shem, and of Japheth being saved there are representatives of each one of these boys. And it was through them physically, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, that the whole world was overspread. So God, when he came into Eden, was looking for man. And guess what? He's still looking for man. Jesus said, I work and my father work. God is still working to get people born again and has given us the seed of his word and we have been born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which lives and abides forever. Am I right about it? Can I get a witness at the church? So then if we are born by this same word which supersedes what came out of our daddy's loins to impregnate our mother then there's another word is God's word that calls us to be born again and being born again we are in God's kingdom somebody say the kingdom so now we seek the kingdom to understand how God wants us to live to give and even to die you got that so we're going to look at God's desire for everyone to be saved so the three sons of Noah are Shem Ham and Japheth, okay? Now, in the order in which they are nested in the book of Acts, 
you have Acts chapter 8. Go there. The 8th chapter of the actions of the Holy Spirit is what it should be. But I'm not going to fall out with you. You can call it the Acts of the Apostles. But the apostles were acting on the anointing that they had received. And so should we be in days like these. It's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter 8, the trilogy is 8, 9, and 10, those chapters. But when you look at uh, chapter 8, yes, when you look at chapter 8, we're looking at the Hamitic line. Somebody say Ham. Ham. All right, verses 26 through 31, you'll find these consecrated words. 26 through 31. And an angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia. A man of what? Ethiopia. All right, we're just going to call him Ham, a man of Ham. Got that? And the Ethiopians came out of Ham. Okay? Those are black folk. Philistines, all those are black people. Now notice this. Again, verse 26. And an angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip. This is a Jew, Philip, out of Shem. Saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia... An eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. You got that? Now. In the same eighth chapter. Now this, this man had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was riding in his own chariot. See this dispels the myth of ignorant Negroes. We, man, man please. I, I don't need to go down that road. Because we won't come back. Not today. Man the Moors were black people that built the, 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 the castles in England. It was black folk, the Egyptians, that oversaw the building of the pyramids at the hands of the Jewish people. Black folk were very smart. They built the first library in Alexandria, Egypt. But when we got over here, it was against the law to teach us to read. We spoke perfect Swahili. That's who we were. We came out of the loins of kings and queens. We were thriving in our own nations. That's in your Bible. But we were brought over here and put in chains, sodomized and killed, thrown into the ocean, transatlantic slave trade. This was before the transatlantic slave trade. This man was, 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 was over the treasure of Queen Candace. He was riding in his own chariot and he was reading the book of Isaiah because Isaiah was written in Hebrew. This Negro is reading Hebrew. I can't read that. 
So we need to understand we've been lied to. And we're still being lied to. And that's by you know who. Now in the same chapter dealing with this same Ethiopian eunuch that went back down into North Africa and built a building and that building is still there. And the Ethiopian people out of all the tribes and everything and different groups of people, the Ethiopians have never been defeated. You got that? Nobody has ever defeated the Ethiopians. And some says that that is where the Ark of the Covenant is down in Ethiopia. Okay? But when you're reading all this stuff, be careful where you hang your hat because a lot of it ain't nothing but folklore. That's why I believe the Bible, it ain't folklore. Is for folk. Alright. Same thing. Dealing with the same situation in Ethiopian eunuch. In the same 8th chapter of Acts. Verse 35 through 39. You'll find these words. Then Philip opened his mouth. And began at the same scripture. And preached unto him Jesus. Preached who? So our, our kinfolk were never Muslims. As a group of people. Muhammad was a white man that had slaves. And the black Muslims here in the United States started 89 years ago. 89 years ago. You got a grandmom holding that. What we're reading here took place thousands of years ago. Ain't no way no Ethiopian eunuch gonna come all the way out of Ethiopia to Jerusalem if he was a Muslim. The Queen of Sheba would not have come from the ends of the earth if she was a Muslim. These people sought after the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't need to get hung that old. You know I'm, I'm heating up in here now. I hate ignorance. So then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they both went down into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water. The spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. And the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way. One happy brother. Rejoicing. Am I right about it? Now. Since God is not willing that any should perish. This is the Hamitic line, Acts chapter 8, where we see one from the Shem line, Philip, preaching to the Ethiopian eunuch, Ham. Because God wants to get the word to every person on the planet that Jesus saves. Not Muhammad, 
not Buddha, not Allah, Jesus. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be, got to be, need to be saved. Now let's look at the Shem line, Acts chapter 9, verses 17 through 19. This was a long discourse, but this is what the Holy Ghost gave me. We're just going to get into this right here in the Shem line. In the Shem line, we find a man by the name of Saul that had gotten letters from the chief priest to go to Damascus and to arrest all down there that was calling on the name of Jesus because he had learned the law at the feet of Gamal and so anything that was not attached to the law he was attacking it just like Emu the Lemu you seen that commercial the Emu and he attacks the image that he sees in the mirror why the brother with the big eyes is looking very carefully upon the brother. You got a man by the name of Saul that's got too much energy. But he had a zeal for God but not according to knowledge. And he got letters. You see when they stoned Stephen to death they laid the coats at the feet of this young man Saul. He was a pistol. And a shotgun. But one thing I can appreciate about him. And we need more of him. Even though his doctrine was not correct. Because Jesus had come. So the Mosaic doctrine. And keeping the law. And etc. Which none of them could do. It was not accurate. Because time had changed. Because Christ had been crucified. Buried and raised again. <clears throat> And met this man on the road to Damascus. So in Acts chapter, chapter 9. And keying in on verses 17 through 19. You will find. Did I say 17 through 19? Well that's what I meant. And Ananias went his way. That's after he got through talking with the Lord. Ananias went his way. And entered into the house. And putting his hands on him said brother Saul the Lord even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit and immediately there fell from the eyes from his eyes as it had been scales and he received sight and arose and was baptized. And when he had received food. He was strengthened. Then was saw certain days. With the disciples. Who were at Damascus. You got that? So he got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he got baptized. Then he went out preaching Jesus Christ. And him crucified. That's still the message. To every believer. That's the message. And to every unbeliever. That's the message. Then Acts chapter 10. Now we saw the eunuch, Ethiopian eunuch, Acts chapter 8. Now we've seen Saul of Tarsus, 
whose name would later be changed to Paul, Acts chapter 9. Now, in Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, and I'm reading. This is Japheth, okay? There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. It was before the Beatles. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, who gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send me into Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Move over to verse 44. This is after Peter had come. While Peter yet spoke, he's in the house of Cornelius now. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them who heard the word. And they of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because of the Gentiles also was poured out. Because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then asked they him to tarry certain days. So we see, let me just kind of dispel another uh, uh, fault with doctrine in the mouth of some people because that's what I am doctrine teacher back in the day people would use Acts 2 and 38 believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved he goes on to say let me read it to you I'm in Acts anyway let me read it to you Got a whole lot of scripture running through my spirit right through here. A whole lot. That's why I'm happy. Y'all get happy when God talk to you. Acts 2 and 38. Now listen to this. Acts 2 and 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? So, repent, be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, if that was, go back to Acts, to Acts chapter 10. People made a doctrine out of that, and they said that that's what you would have to do in order to receive the Holy Spirit, was to repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost after you've been baptized in water. That was accurate 
at that time in that place. But that's not the formula for salvation. We say by grace through faith, not water baptism. But just to show you, in uh, Acts chapter 10 and verse 44, while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them who heard the word. And they of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then they were baptized. <laughs> Just a little nugget. So now we see Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Go into all the world is what Jesus said. And preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. That's still on the books. That's still good today. So when you, when you look at these cults, cults is a repository of those that were exposed to the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, hung around churches for a long time, some even worked in churches a long time. And then this spurious doctrine came through. And I've had some time to pray about it and think about it, be about it and know about it. And what I came up with is the thing that run a lot of human beings half crazy what is that they are not comfortable just believing that God raised Jesus from the dead they gotta do something they gotta feel something they gotta get involved with a bunch of busy people They're spewing out all of this disbelief. And you might say, well, you know, I just come to church on Sunday and sit down. That's what you're supposed to be doing because I'm preaching. But then the work is out there. So people that have been exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, they professed that they knew him. But in works, they denied him. So a whole lot of people that are involved in cults, and especially this African-American, black Hebrew Israelite thing, is just sweeping churches, sweeping the streets. Why? Because people profess Christ. And don't possess Christ. Man, you couldn't hardly drag a lot of folk up on a Sunday morning to tell the congregation anything about what the Lord has done for them. And in their silence, now I'm not saying because you don't come, you're not saved. But I am saying that it's difficult sometimes when you're dealing with people based upon what you're dealing with them about it's hard to determine 
is this person really saved? Because they're holding my $500 in hostage. By their fruits, Jesus said, you should know them. That's not an apricot or an orange. That's the words coming out of their mouth. Now all of a sudden, they got all this energy because they've been energized by satanic forces to spread error. And you see, we're living in a time now where truth, where error is more stranger than truth. That's why I stick with the Bible. I'm challenged a lot of times. There are people that have left this ministry and now they are black Hebrew Israelites. It could be you next. I'm serious. You know why it could be you? Because if you don't let your light shine and if you don't begin to operate in Christian principles so that you can see the hand of God moving in your life from Monday through Sunday, then you become suspect too. Because the flesh wants to do something. And God has taken, you know, salvation out of the hands of flesh. You got to be born of the spirit. You got to be washed in the blood of the lamb. You got to be saved and sanctified. Holy Ghost filled. And you have to stand on that no matter what comes in your life, no matter what the circumstances may look like, believe God. Believe God. Because all of our help comes from the Lord. The cults are filled with people that used to profess Christ. But they didn't take time to possess Christ. The cults are a threat to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you had somebody that you loved and appreciated and turned all of a sudden and went into a cult, what do you have to say to them? There was a young man here that turned just about a month ago. Now he's an African-American Hebrew Israelite. Normally, I don't put forth no effort to call nobody. That's what you believe? Then don't let me stop you. But I put a call out for him. Because he's too young to be a fool. The African American Hebrew Israelites. Was founded by a man by the name of Ben Carter. Whose name was changed to Ben Ami Ben Israel. Who says he received a vision in 1966. You gonna follow somebody that showed up in 1966? Man, in 1966, I was two years away from BTW. I graduated. Ben Carter, out of Chicago. Ain't that the same place Elijah Muhammad came out of? And he came 89 years ago. But yet you got all these folk in the Audubon uh, hotel or whatever ballroom that gets up and kills Malcolm X at the podium because he went to Mecca and found out there wasn't no such thing as no black Muslim. 
And he came back to, in an attempt to enlighten the people, and they killed him. People don't want no light. Jesus said men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Ben Carter, whose name was changed to Ben Ami Ben Israel, who says he received a vision in 1966 in which he was directed to return African-American descendants of the ancient Israelites to the promised land and to establish the long-awaited kingdom of God on earth. Didn't Jim Jones try that? Man, you got to be born again to see the kingdom and be in the kingdom. And you ain't getting there without Jesus. So a man going to bring in the kingdom of God on earth. It's not going to happen. That thousand year reign will be after Satan has been bound in chains and thrown into the bottomless pit. Devil ain't no chains, ain't no bottomless pit. He's around here. So, Ben Army, Ben Israel, in the vision he say he got in 1966, in which he was directed to return African American descendants of the ancient Israelites to the promised land. Let me chime in on that right quick. Marcus Garvey came up with this idea too. That all Negroes in America need to go back to Africa. And the silly white man started talking about all y'all need to go back to Africa. Wait a minute, Holmes. Every man alive came out of Africa. So you make sure you, you got your seat next to mine. Marcus Garvey had the same idea. Ben Carter had the same idea. Now, I'm the first to admit that there are some black Jews. Huh? But they're not original. Because none of the original 12 came out of ham. Come on, y'all. You know what sex is. You know what sex in the city is. Wasn't some of the patriarchs married to black women? Look, look at Abraham. Hagar was an Egyptian. So we know the mixing of the blood, but it's not the original. And years ago, the Phalacia Jews, which were darker than your black shoes, were some Jews that were found in Israel and they came to the surface and they were very black. Okay. Not a problem. A lot of light-skinned folk in here 
had a white man somewhere in the family. See now, now you now you want to look at me crazy. <laughs> if that be in the deep burgundy brothers, then y'all escape. I'm not going back to Africa. That ain't my home. Born in the USA. <laughs> Now, this cult, African-American Hebrew Israelites, started in 1960. And in 1967, it was 400 black people in Chicago that stepped out believing being Carter in 19. 67. Now I'm three years out from my graduation. They came out of Chicago, 400 of them, and arrived in Israel in 1969. 1 Timothy. Chapter 1. Now I had time to reason and think about this and this is what I came up with me and the Holy Ghost came up with so what if those black fallacia Jews that they showed on international television what if they were actual Jews which they were not they were descendants somebody Got in the straw with somebody. Okay. Somebody got in the straw with somebody. So I, I give them, you know, I give them that. But them 400 Negroes from Chicago weren't in the straw with nobody. There was BB and Cooter and all the rest of them. And so they want to argue. Well, you know, we're descendants of the black Hebrews. Well, first of all, you don't even know what you're talking about. Because when you use the word Hebrew, you're talking about someone who has crossed over. You're talking about Abraham is called a Hebrew. Because he was called out of Ur of the Chaldees, he crossed over the Euphrates River, which today is the Tigris River. So when you talk about being a Christian, we have passed from darkness to light through Jesus. So, okay, if I call myself a Mexican man, or uh, if you call yourself an African queen, what does it matter? Because at the end of the day, guess what? You must be born again. God knew we'd be mixing other races and mixing of seed and mixing of all that stuff because the lust of the flesh is still the lust of the flesh. I don't care what color you are. 
Paul addresses this in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses uh, 3 through 7. As I besought thee to abide still in Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. That's what this thing is. Fables and endless genealogies. I'm from, I'm from Gad. I'm from, I don't even know Gad. You're going to come tell me the Mexicans came out of Manasseh and all the rest of this stuff. And I don't have time today to give you that scripture that they're trying to hold on to. But I did deal with that in the school of ministry because a woman came. And I was open for questions and answers, which I always am. Or is, however it's supposed to be. I said, baby, you're wasting your time trying to get a scripture that's re relevant to Israel to make it a scripture relevant to black he Hebrew Israelites. I say God don't even know them people. So you see don't teach no other doctrine. Verse 4 neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith so do now the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned it's unhypocritical from which some having swerved have turned aside under vain Jangling, just running their mouth. Desiring to be teachers of the law. And this is where they've gone. They're supposed to be law keepers. So they in Israel now supposed to be keeping the Sabbath day. And the rest of this stuff. But isn't it amazing how you can put a little bit of polygamy in there. So now we're in the wife swapping. Husband swapping. And now you got these folk all dressed up with these long dresses on. And these guys with these long robes on. Keeping the law. Now you know that's direct in opposition to what the apostles taught. Peter said we couldn't keep it and our fathers couldn't keep it. Where in the world you come from? From 1966. Keeping the law. You got to start paying attention. To what's going on around you. And you got to be ready. To give an answer. To every man. Of the hope that lie. Within you. You got to have something to say. You cannot go on the rest of your life. Avoiding issues. Verse 8. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Yeah. I get married, get a marriage license. They're lawful. 
Now he's not saying the law is good for you to try to keep it because it's been established that you can't. But we use the law. Lawsuit. You ever heard of lawsuit? Okay, but I don't, I don't want to labor right there. But, but I'm telling you that this thing, see, and, and when, I, when I look at it, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to offend any of you, but I have to be free to talk to all of you. When people are running short on members, they, get, they go to the old Baptist church. Get them Negroes up out of there and they never put their feet down to stand for nothing. They just do it and come to church out of tradition. And they stir their flesh up and now you got them same folk telling you all about black Hebrew Israelite African American that don't even know how many books in the Bible. Now, these janglings and fables come out of deep-seated ignorance. Now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not just a loose cannon up here. I'm, I've done my homework. So, if you're going to say, well, you know, it's some lost tribes. That's why the Negroes showed up out of one of them lost tribes. That's not true. Now you're going to tell me that the Lord of Sabaoth that's the God of hosts. He runs all the armies of heaven. So you're going to tell me that he told his son to give a parable about a lost sheep. And his son Jesus said if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them go astray. He's going to leave the 99 in safe harbor. And he's going to go out and he's going to find that one missing sheep. And he's going to bring that sheep back. You call that a good shepherd. But now you're going to blame that God didn't lose one sheep. He done lost a whole tribe of people. Now how can God be everywhere at the same time and not know where his people are? And who told the lie that God had lost any of his people? Even those of you that, that say can't be lost. Won't say it always say. Isn't it amazing how the devil always throws something out there that you can't track? So if the, if the African American black Hebrew Israelites came from one of these lost tribes then I need to know where did it get lost. See, I stay with the Bible. Revelation chapter 7. These are endless genealogies. Doesn't matter what your family line is. You remember the Lord talked about a parable. One will be grinding in the field and the other will be left. Doesn't matter who you married to. If they ain't saved and the rapture take place, they will be left behind. <laughs> they will be left behind. You cried your last tear yesterday, and they still ain't saved. 
Are you in Revelation chapter 7? All right, now I know you can count. I'm giving you credit even though you didn't go to BTW. I'm giving you credit that you can count. Okay? Now when I read this off, I want you to count them. Now, now wait a minute. You do know how many tribes there are, don't you? Huh? How many? How many? Revelation chapter 7 in verse 4. And I heard the number of them which are sealed. And there were sealed a hundred forty and four thousand of all the tribes. Could you underline all? Of all the tribes. Ain't that in your Bible? Of the children of Israel. Not Ben Army, Ben Israel. Ben means son of. Are you ready? ready. Of the tribe of Judah was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Naphtali was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulun was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Benjamin was sealed 12,000. What lost tribe? Huh? People are still falling for what they used to call in the hood the old okie doke. God says, I don't want you ignorant. Now one last scripture. Because we're to go into the world. All of it. And preach the gospel to every creature. But it's not getting out there. So therefore. People are confused. We need to make sure that nobody we're connected with. Is confused. Revelation chapter 2. Let's get to reveal. And see who these people are. Claiming they're keeping the Sabbath day. And. In, in this and that. And, and even though people may eat a nutritious meal. You don't have no scripture telling you you can't eat no pig. Now you may say well you know every time I eat that pig I get woozy. <laughs> well then your body's telling you that you can't handle that point. <laughs> But don't try to go and grab no scripture. If you don't want to eat it, just don't eat it. Because the, the word of God has sanctified all the meat. You remember when Paul rebuked Peter over in Galatia? Peter was over there when the brothers from Jerusalem were nowhere around. He was at Peter Harris eating that stuff around. 
Uh-huh, I saw him in there. Then when Paul got over there, Peter dissembled himself. He, he became real hypocritical. And the people that were with him, they said, you know, that, that, that contingent of brothers from Jerusalem is coming. They, they, you know, we saw them. They're they coming around the, around the bend up there. Peter and them ran out to the restaurant, you know, like they hadn't been eating, to, eating that pork. But Paul saw some crumbs on his beard. And he said, thank you, busted. And Peter and Paul said, you're to be blamed. That's why I ain't got no problem blaming these white preachers for slavery. I ain't got no problem with that. They ought to be blamed. When they could have, should have been speaking up, they still ain't speaking up. Nobody else to blame but them. That's why this, this thing that Paul just told Timothy. At the end of the day, if you love me and, and I'm a black brother and you see my plight, how come you don't take the high ground, get in that pulpit and talk about it? You owe that to me. Now what did Jesus say about these black Hebrew, African American Israelites from Cedar Grove. What, what did the Lord say about it? Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna. Write these things, said the first and the last, who was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Isn't that what he said? But thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy. Of them who say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Can you handle that? Those are the devil's folk running around here with this darkness trying to put out lights and trying to get people to second guess their relationship. With God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other gospel but the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection. Not of being Carter, but of Jesus Christ. Nobody can save you. And you can't even get to God. Unless you come through Jesus. No man cometh unto the Father. But by me. That's what Jesus said. I am the way. The truth. And the life. Can I get a witness in here? 
you got all these people running around with these new gods they have found. Some of them doing that because they don't want to tithe. Some of them doing it because they don't want to be told to come to church. But people got all kinds of reasons. But the bottom line is that they are of the synagogue of Satan. Who call themselves Jews. And they are not. When they invade your space. You invade their head with the gospel. Having done all to stand. Oh I like this. <laughs> stand anyway. Tell it in the morning. Tell it in the evening. Tell it even in the noontime. That Jesus Christ. Is risen from the dead. And that Jesus Christ. Has all power. In heaven and in earth. In his awesome hand. And tell them that Jesus is seated at God's right hand in the upper world and that he's coming back for his church one of these old days. And all those old fake folk who say that they are Jews and Jesus put it like this, they are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Well, bless Jesus. I hope you got something out of this on today. Come on now. Your, your cup ought to be running over. Come on, get on your feet and give God some praise because you've heard the truth. wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. 
Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.